There's often this misperception that sales and marketing are at odds, that somehow these two groups should be kept as far apart as possible. But if you want your business to succeed, you have to find a way to bring sales and marketing together. Curious? You'll need to listen to the show. Okay, here we go. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. You know, I am a lifelong marketer, and I have prided myself on the fact that I was a marketer and not a salesperson. But I don't want you to think that those two roles are adversarial. And so today, I have invited one of my favorite salespeople to join me in a conversation. Alan Langer brings three decades of sales excellence and award-winning performance to every conversation and to everything that he does. He is the author of a best-selling book, The Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less, and he's the host of the Marketing and Sales Over Cocktails podcast. Alan, welcome to the show. Lorraine, I am thrilled to be here. And and is it true I'm one of your favorite salespeople? You are absolutely one of my favorite salespeople. I follow you on LinkedIn, and I'm going to encourage my audience to look for you on LinkedIn because you just share so much great content. I would say that you're probably my equal as far as a content machine. (laughs) I try to be consistent. That's That's the key with LinkedIn, consistency and consistency. Absolutely. You know, before we went on the air, we were talking about the relationship between marketing and sales. And I think you've got a really interesting philosophy on how and why those need to work together. So why don't we start there? Well, it's interesting. And I'll actually start with a, with a quick story. So when I was building my brand on LinkedIn many, many months ago, when I was just diving in and, and doing as much content as I could, I was also uh, emailing people and, and hooking up with people who were running seminars and webinars and things like that. And I saw this group in Chicago running a day long marketing seminar. And I was looking at all the, the courses and nothing in it. There was nothing about sales. It was just all day of marketing seminars. So I contacted the person who was coordinating it. And I said, listen, I'd like to offer myself as, you know, maybe a salesperson in your marketing seminar. And she said to me, why would we want a salesperson in a marketing seminar? Wow. And I said to her, well, you're teaching everyone how to get all these great leads, but you need to know how to sell them once you get them. And it literally, she, she paused, like she, I had her on a Zoom and she was like, you know, I never thought of that. Now here's a marketing person who owns her own agency. And she said, I never thought of that. That was shocking to me. So I did, she, she invited me on, I did a sales uh, uh, webinar. And I called it, what the, heck of a, what the heck is a sales guy doing in a marketing seminar? But that's the perception out there that sales and marketing don't need to talk to each other. And it's completely wrong. You know, as sitting on the other side of the fence, I find it very frustrating when a business owner keeps us at arm's length from their sales team. Oh, they, they don't need to be bothered with what you're doing. And I always feel like, but I could help them so much more. If I could talk to them, if I understood what their objectives were. Yes, it's been proven. There's been some major, major studies on companies that keep their marketing and sales teams separate 
and their success and their win rates compared to companies that actually not only have them work together, but work side by side and communicate on a daily basis and attend the same meetings. The win rates are about 65% higher in those companies. Wow. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out why, because here you are with all this great marketing and you're bringing in all these leads to this company. And then all of a sudden, if the sales team wakes up and says, oh, I have these leads and they have no idea where they came from, they have no idea what, what the demographic is, or they, or they don't know the reason why the lead came in, they're starting behind the eight ball. If they understood the reasoning behind the marketing, like we're doing this because of X, they can actually cater their sales presentation around that reasoning and everything becomes congruent within the company. The customer will feel much more comfortable because the marketing messages are, are uh, matching the sales messages. And that's what that's the biggest thing that I, that I, I stress to companies is everything has to be clear, but everything has to be on the same page. You can't have your sales guys or your sales girls talking about something different than the marketing message that was put out. You know, that's so true because in a way, your marketing is making promises to a prospective customer. They're, they're saying that if you work with us, X, Y, or Z will happen. And if that isn't fully integrated into the process, then a prospective customer is going to be disappointed or feel betrayed Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't, the situation doesn't measure up. You have these two disparate groups who've been operating independently. How do you bring them together? That's a great question, and I think if if they if you have a situation where they've been operating independently, it's always good to bring them together and just have them hash it out. Have them talk about okay, this is you know have the marketing team saying this is our idea here. What are you guys seeing in the field? Do you think this would work? And then have the sales guys talk about that and then have the sales guys say, this is what we're seeing in the field. I think this would work. And of course, salespeople aren't marketers and marketers aren't salespeople, but you can get great ideas from both sides. And it's the companies that are open to new mm-hmm. ideas and trying new things and, and accepting, you know what, I can look at this from the other side of the glass because you know, and I know you're in your marketing world, I'm in my sales world, and at least I do some marketing on the side, but you can get caught up on that one side of the glass and you don't see other angles from it and you get stuck in your in your own little world and it's like doing your own website you need someone else to do your website for you because you're too close to it it's the same thing in your industry so i would suggest get them together hash it out have two or three meetings where you guys are talking and then once you get on the same page then what happens is they start helping each other and everything you know the company is going to have a feeling of togetherness. And that's just going to translate into how they're presenting that to the customer. That is so true. So are there certain things that, you know, we, we just talked about them working together, but are there certain places where you clearly see this should be in the marketing camp and this should be in the sales camp? Kind of the opposite of bringing them Yeah, together. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, it's okay for suggestions because I think suggestions and, and open conversation could come up with some fresh and new ideas. But, you know, if, if the marketing team feels like a buy one, get one free, um, you know, marketing plan is a good one for this month or whatever, um, I don't think the salesperson needs to confirm that or say that's a good idea. 
But if they try that and they're walking in, let's say it's an in-home sales situation and they walk into the house and and whatever marketing they're doing is coming across really cheesy and putting the salesman in a bad position, the marketing team needs to know that. So sometimes your marketing can set the salesperson up to, for, for a more difficult sale or the salesperson doesn't understand why the marketing was there and then they make it difficult on themselves. So, I mean, they, they all need to do what they do best. But again, open dialogue can never, ever be a bad thing, in my opinion. Absolutely. So as we're kind of winding down, I do want to let people know that you've got this marvelous podcast that they can find at marketingandsalespodcast.com. But that's the boring name because the real name of the show, (laughs) as we both know, is Marketing and Sales Over Cocktails. And I I thoroughly enjoyed being on the show. It it was a great way for this marketer to hang out and chat with a sales guy. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm so glad you came on the show. And and I did this as just part of, you know, pivoting and, and going through COVID. And and now I know you have five hundred episodes. I need to I got a long way to go to catch up to you, but um I just recorded my twenty-eighth episode last night. So um it's been a lot of fun and the, the thing I love about it the most, and you can probably say the same thing, is you just get to meet so many cool and smart people. Absolutely. And I think the format that you've got, and I really want people to look for it on LinkedIn, the the video split screen conversation really gives someone an, the feeling that they're sitting at the table with you. Yeah, I like to do that. The first three I did, it was they call it the speaker view on Zoom. So you talk and you show your face and then the other person would talk and it would switch back and forth. And, you know, you just learn technology as you go. And I learned that, oh, I can do a speaker view. And I like it because you can watch the reaction of each each one of us as, as the other one is talking. And I think that's so important because you'll see me laughing to a joke rather than hearing me laugh, th- things like that. And um, I've been doing that way ever since. Absolutely. And I think it's been a great way for you to... Uh introduce a little bit of marketing that has helped you sell over the last couple of months. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because what happens is I'll get hired to do some sales training and then invariably they'll say, can you take a look at my website? Or what do you think about this flyer that we're sending out? It's something like that. And I'll make sure that the marketing is is congruent with the sales message. And that's where I kind of help on the marketing side. You know, if then if I if they need a completely new website, I'll send them to, to someone to do that. But I can at least help with the marketing message and the clarity. And uh, companies really appreciate that. Awesome. Alan, this has been so much fun. I agree. I want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to have you back. But in the meantime, I really want to encourage people to check out your book, The Seven Secrets to Selling More by Selling Less. It's available on Amazon and we'll have a link from the show notes and have them look for you on LinkedIn and follow your podcast. Yes. What I normally do on a podcast or on a guest, I will tell someone if they go to my website and send me an email and say that they heard me on your show, I will send them a free autographed copy of my book. Wow. That is a fabulous offer. I'll make sure that's in all the promotion too. Awesome. If you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to learn more, be sure to check out all of our resources at the Digital Toolbox at digitaltoolboxin.com. Look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts and listen to two. They're short. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.